Hi, Danielle. Casey, welcome back to the pod. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up this morning. So very welcome. You know, I was on the road last week and I, I actually had the opportunity to go out into America and I met some of our fans along the way. Did you? What did they have to say for themselves and for us? Uh, you know, just just lovely, lovely fans. I was in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is a very specific place on earth that, I, as you know, I go every year and have since in my 41 years every year. And, you know, it, it's far to get to from LA. And as my husband says, you know, when you travel 13 hours, you kind of hope to end up in Italy, not, <laughs> not Delaware. Why is it such a hard, long way? Because it does feel like just a hop skip. Great question. And, you know, to him, I say that's rude and I disagree. Delaware is my favorite state. And Rehoboth Beaches, there's no place better on earth for a beach or a boardwalk. Um, and it's it's crammed with our fans. I got to say that right off the jump. But wow, who knew? And, and shout out to everyone I met at karaoke and along the way. Um, yeah, that's right. Tables full of uh, gorgeous gay gentlemen um, across this great nation. You know, we were getting, let's hear it for the boy. We were getting, I want to dance with somebody, you know. It was important. I have to say, why am I not going there? Why am I not going where, as they say, the boys are? That's because right. I, I'm going to Florida um, in a week, and I don't feel that love when I go to Florida. And I remember... Uh, <laughs> the gay community don't feel that love in Florida. No. I mean, in Miami, we, we got... Well, but like, no when one's I speaking go, of Miami, yeah. That's a different universe. But I don't feel the love when I go to Florida. And God bless Florida. I'm from there. But you guys... Step it up. That's right. We got to go where the love is. So I got to see another swath of America. Oh, they are bold and beautiful at Disneyland. Yeah. God, I love Disney. <laughs> I'm wild. going next week. And are just, you? What, oh, what a dream. What a oh. dream. But I also found myself wanting to confront people in the happiest place on earth because I heard a mother saying to another girl, and her, her son was saying to another little girl, do, do you play Roblox? And then I heard the mother say, no, I think that's a boy's game. And I was like overhearing this conversation livid because I also don't like us, you know, putting things into jet. You know, it's like, first of all, my daughter loves Roblox. And, and that's, you know, the problem is like, we're saying this is what this gender can do. And this, you know, it's like all very gendered and, and you know, binary. And, yeah. and I was like, Danielle, you're at Disney. Everyone has spent all of their money to be here, including myself. Do not ruin this person's time with your, with your stuff. And so I didn't say it, but I wanted to. Oh, God, I hear you. I used to get into so many of those and just inserting myself into people's conversations. And people are shocked when you do it because they think they're like talking alone. And then it's like, uh-uh, here's this <laughs> banged brunette like getting in here. And in a way, I'm proud of you because it's just like, where do we go from there, you know? No, I'm I'm like, I'm not going to change her mind. I'm just going to make her angry. And I'm also going to, I'm going to ruin my daughter's time. Like, I'm just going to get into it. And I just was like, Danielle, you know, you can't save the world. You have a platform. This is my platform. So I say it here. Don't gender your kids' likes and dislikes. Just let them do their thing. So here's you my know, platform. This is the place to say it. You know, and Danielle, this there's so much fucking going on right now in the world, you know, that is honestly, you know, and I say this with love to you, but it's like, we got so many fish to fry right now. Yes. That yes. I, I I must bring up, um, I must bring up, you know, you I've must. shared in the past some, some writings, I guess you could say from 
from, and I hate to mom shame, but I actually, it's like, I'd love dads to be on these fucking things because I hate this notion of like moms have to be in like mom groups to talk about kids stuff. It's like, where the fuck are these dads? However, you know, as a very, as someone who identifies as incredibly liberal, Danielle, I I will also say the left get a problem. (laughs) We do. And it's like, we're, we're taking on some stuff that's like, you're making us look bad. And I, God damn it, if I didn't see a post, Danielle, that had me howling, Uh-oh. truly had me howling. Okay. And this came from a girlfriend of mine. And I believe, I believe this is from like a South Carolina parents, moms group. Okay. Okay. And this is what, in the, in the wake of what we're all dealing with, with love, this, this yeah. woman is, is asking. Parenting question for the fellow vegans. Do you let your children ride these animal styled toys on the playground? We are strictly avoiding anything that's normalizing unequal treatment of races, genders, caste, etc., and similarly, also anything specious, like zoo or books or songs with such content. Now that he's getting old enough for these riding toys, I'm wondering what to do. Oh, Jesus, Casey, what are this is the you this know. is the battle. This is the battle. And I'm even wondering what animal toys are you talking about? Is it like those hippos at the park where like there's like, um, you know, the like metal springs and like a little two-year-old just bounces up and down. And then are we upset with carousels? Where does it end? Where? And it's also like, these are just, oh, I don't know. I can't. Casey, why? I can't. And and I, I also think in the wake of everything going on, people were angry just in general. And people are just coming at this person. And then, you know, it reminded me, you know, I took a baby class. Yes, that's right. Yeah, this place called Rye, which I know I like. It's got some really, really great stuff. But like their premise is actually like, if they had their way, people wouldn't be in, kids wouldn't be in car seats and they wouldn't be in, um, <laughs> you know, uh, high chairs. Because it's like, no, we're strapping our kids in. I don't know where they'd be. They'd be just like roaming free in a field, okay? But <laughs> this one mom came in and she goes, you know, I just want to share that this week we had a woman come over and help us organize our, you know, playroom. And in my head, I'm like, I got to get the name of that person. Yeah, you know, me I'm, too. Yeah, let's get organized. And she goes, thank you for the rec. And she goes, and finally we were rid of, you know, she got rid of any stuffed animals where the, the animals were dressed in clothes. And I'm going, sorry, what now? And she goes, you know, for, for instance, Paddington Bear. He's not, you know, he doesn't have a job. He's not, you know, to wear that little coat and that little suit. It's confusing for a child to see a stuffed animal in an outfit. And that's not the real world. So, like, I don't need to see a bunny in a top hat. You know, where's he going? He's not going to a black tie event. What I say to her is Mm. there are many people who are job bereft who wear a coat and a hat. And you don't need to have a job. Let that animal dress for success. Okay. Exactly. Be let that animal dress for the job he wants, not the job he has. <laughs> <laughs> I was astounded, and everyone was nodding like, mm, mm, mm. "I just had my mouth hanging open." And of course, I continued the classes for several more years. Yes, you did, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. Um, I like to be a part of groups that shame me for some reason. <laughs> the more absurd I'm like, I will continue to touch down with you. I was always running into that baby class and running out. Like, sometimes didn't have the baby with me. Like, it was Well, my... that's interesting. Because <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> it was like a mom's first class, but I was also like working at the time and like sure. trying to make this class. And I think it I was couldn't... called baby's first class, Danielle, yes. not mom's first class. <laughs> well, that's where, see, that's where my head was. <laughs> because I was like, so sometimes I just show up without Sydney. And people are like, what are you? That's an area. And I know the woman that you went to. There's like a waiting yeah. list in LA. Again, I-, I hate myself, you know, for all this. And... In this woman's class, I finally like got off the wait list. And of course, you know, both my kids needed helmets. I got helmet kids because I left them in the car seat too long. And like even I'd bring them in the house and just like put them down and like wander around. <laughs> so oh, there Sydney was also in a car seat too. I think it, there's something genetic about it too. Like, you know what I, I mean? Appreciate I appreciate that, Danielle. That's that's not what I found in my research, but <laughs> you know, I got flathead kids. And so I finally said to her, I I said, you know. I, I am going to, I think, do the helmet. And I don't know what I'm looking for, but just a little like, like it is a little traumatizing. is a bit strong, but like as a parent, it's hard to be like, my kid's going to suddenly wear a helmet and yeah, is their head a strange shape? You know, it's all just like, and then once you get used to it, it's like you get some Star Wars stickers on there and who cares? We're all judging ourselves. Yeah, it's just like a leap to take. And this woman goes, I said, I think his head's like pretty flat. And she goes, yeah, because you waited way too long to put him in the helmet. And I said under my breath, and she didn't hear me. And I do think, thank God she didn't, okay? Because this is an older woman. And I just said, bitch, (laughs) under my breath. Oh, I got out of that class. I just couldn't continue. Like, I just felt constantly, like, judged. And also, like, I didn't have the time. I was always coming late, leaving early, sometimes without the baby. As you said, it's baby's first class, not mom's first class. Didn't realize that. But... It was too much. I, and I and Sydney wasn't crawling when all the others were crawling. And it was like... Maybe because you had to put would, her on the floor. Maybe because I, well, who, <laughs> who could? too busy carrying her it's around too, to we're too, job to Yeah, job. we're too busy to let them crawl, you know? I will say this. Guess what today is? It's what? a big day. It's Sydney's spring concert. That's a big day. I've been given some directions. Okay. I've been told not to move. Mm. Not to sing. And it's going to be hard because it is a medley of Annie songs. That is honestly like putting you in, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't even know. It's like putting you in a, 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 a I don't know, a, a straight yeah. jacket and asking you not to try to get out of it. Exactly. I don't know what, but I've been told not to dance, not to sing, mm-hmm. not to stand up and only to clap when others clap. Right. And then to kind of end that clap when others end it. Yes, like to not stick out in any way, shape, or form um, amongst, the, amongst the group. And <sighs> to, to hear you're never fully dressed without a smile. Here's how you will stick out in a great way. As we recall when Sydney told you, and I hate to bring this up again, you know, that she felt, why were you an older mom and some of the other moms? And you responded and instead of teaching a lesson about like everybody's different and we all have kids at our own time, you Mm -hmm. said simply that may be true, but I look better than all of them. And I think where we'll really shine is with your skincare and with your glow. You can shine silently is my point. Thank you. Casey, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to put on a form-fitting outfit, get the ladies out. And that's really all we could do. (laughs) Put on a full face and not full voice. It's, it's just, like when Matt McConkey asked us not to do mushrooms during a ceremony. It's like, these are things that, you know, you think you don't have to be told. You would think. You're, it's sad. Yet, you'd be, yeah. And yet. And yet when they say NYC, just got here this morning. Danielle, before we bring out our stunning guest, may I recommend the most insane, great documentary I'm watching? Yes, please. 
It is called, ah, it's so amazing, Danielle. It is called The Deep End on Hulu. Mm, it is about I'm a, interested. a motivational speaker slash non-psychologist slash cult leader named Teal Swan. Ooh. A raven-haired gal that looks like they plucked out of a Renaissance fair and now she's leading the masses. And, and there's a lot of questions as to her methods surrounding suicidology. And this gal is, is that? This, I, that's all I'll say. This gal okay. is, is uh, you never seen anything like it. it. Get thee. Get thee. There's only been two episodes and I refresh it like after I've just watched the one that I knew came out today. I'm like, new app? They're like, no, seven more days. <laughs> What's the name again? Say it again. It's called The Deep End. I've become obsessed with all things Teal Swan and her videos. Her I'm Christian so, name. Definitely her Christian. She was I, with that I'm name. I'm so involved with Teal Swan and you will. Our audience, we need this. This is where we're, we need, you know, during these times. Hey, okay. I'm very excited. This yeah. feels right up my alley because I am looking for something right now. I haven't quite, I don't have anything right now. It's and you're going to find it in Teal. It's going to be a tough row, except for from our new guest coming out. We have something great. Fire Island, Fire Island. I'm so excited. Just the ads of them quoting Marissa Tomei is yeah. like, this is all I need to sell the movie. You're quoting Marissa Tomei to me. It's like, you've sold me. You've won. You've won me over. You've won. And uh, yeah, I, I think we better just bring him out because there's so much to discuss. Oh, Danielle, let's let's not tarry one more second no before tarrying. we bring out a guest choose not a one tarry because because <laughs> I'm just laughing, Danielle, that you're in your closet. We're just looking at your like leopard print dresses. Guys, there's a lot of leopard in here. I've I'm trying to get my sound still. <laughs> Leopard soaks up the sound. It does. That's Everybody why you knows record that. amongst leopard. Leopard and stripes. <laughs> and Danielle, we'll talk about it later, but per our opening, I don't like seeing leopard. It's sending a bad message and it's very speechless. <laughs> okay. We are here with a, a, a man who's like, I, I hate people saying this phrase. It's so gross, but it is so true. He's having a moment. He's having a moment. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> I hope it lasts a lifetime because I'm... It will. Obsessed with this man. I'm attracted yes. to this man, even though, you know. Yes, you've said that I several can't times. Help it. <laughs> I know, I know. And you're on so many projects that I love. First of all, and we're going to have Vanessa Bayer with us in a couple weeks. Uh, you're on That's a, a Showtime show. That's a cue that I love so much called I Love That For You. I've seen every episode about the Home Shopping Network esque and Vanessa. And you are so fucking good and hilarious on this show. I have to say thank you. It is like literally it's Matt a, Rogers. Matt yeah. Rogers. A, hi. Well, dream come true to be here and to be on that show. Um, yeah. I have to say like Vanessa is I mean, I think I actually met you in person for the first time at her birthday party. Um, yes. And I would say, like, you can tell she's, like, surrounded by the best people. She is the best person. She's yeah. nicer than she is funny, which is crazy because she's, like, preternaturally funny. It's, like, truly yes. a, a whole moment in time. I don't think she's ever done a thing that didn't make me laugh. Um, no, her cadences are just, she's so weird in the most best and wonderful way. My favorite thing is that she's just getting the showcase that she so deserves. And I honestly yes. genuinely think the show gets better and better. So I'm happy that people are finding it. And Paul James is on it, another beloved friend of mine for mm -hmm. years and years. And Jesse Klein runs it, friend of ours. It, it's just yeah. a fucking great show with Molly Shannon. Um, Jennifer Lewis. Uh, Jennifer Lewis. Your <laughs> a repartee Oof. with Jennifer Lewis is, it's great. I have to tell you, I have the great gift of um, 
an occasional FaceTime from Jennifer Lewis. And it is as gorgeous and chaotic and educational and spiritual and musical as you think it's going to be. Every time a roller coaster ride, a Six Flags great adventure, (laughs) I love her. I'm lucky. I'm grateful. You're just lucky. That's it. You're lucky. Lucky star. I also think it's the meeting of two people. Like, I'm so glad that you are there to absorb Jennifer Lewis. The way your leopard dress is absorbing <laughs> your sound. Yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very much that. You're her leopard dress. You are absorbing her in all the best ways. And I think it's a perfect pairing. She looks you dead in the eyes when you act with her. You know that? It's like that thing of like, we have some intense scenes and she, she gives it every time. You know, she's the kind of person who absolutely could stalk off and I could be doing my scenes with a little piece of tape. Movie magic style. As I was with Tim Allen two weeks ago. Go on. <laughs> But do you really want her like on the set? <laughs> no. Yeah, right. No. So that's iconic, by the way. Um, I know. But yeah, no, she just, she, she gives it and gives it and gives it. It's, it's Ugh, the best. I love it. Okay, then you have what is only described as like beyond hit podcast, Oof. Las Culturistas with Bo and Yang. It's, it's next level funny. Everyone I know is obsessed with it. It's truly like it's a gift. The fact that you two haven't been on is like such an indictment. I on was us. gonna like, say, like this is so ridiculous. Happened? Look, no. I've thought it, and I've thought, no. huh? It's unacceptable, huh? It's, things that make you go, huh? Things that make me go, oh no. <laughs> and I have to say though, I'll, sometimes you know, you know, I follow both of you on social media, you and Bowen, and you know, it'll be like, ooh, starring this person, today. I'm like, huh? huh. Uh, and and trust me, it's it's never okay that it's not you guys. And so I, I try to I try to just send love and light and good wishes. I don't. No. And I don't. You know, <laughs> you're coming on. Mm-hmm. This is an official invite. No, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> All my spiritual work of like letting things go and wishing people well is just to manifest more wealth and goods for myself and podcast appearances. Which is the currency in this town. Yes. It's all we have. It's like if someone has a mic, it's how you get a career these days. <laughs> and if you don't have a mic, you don't have a gig. Well, that is, leads me into, so you're in this new movie and we're also having the writer star, Joel Kim Booster, on in a few weeks. It is a delight. I cannot believe there actually hasn't been a movie like this, but it's so wonderful and special that it needs to be this movie. It is called Fire Island. Oh, I can't wait. You are a star in it. I mean, the, the cast is incredible. Bowen again is in it. We've got uh, it's it's a fucking great movie. Margaret Cho. Margaret the fuck Cho, absolutely. Can you describe it? Give us a... Yeah. The so, premise is so good. So I, I'm describing it as an equal parts slutty and soulful modern gay adaptation of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice that takes place on the Fire Island Pines. Basically, the Bennett sisters are replaced with a group of uh, queer men who are a chosen family who vacation together on Fire Island every year, and they find out that their sort of um, den mother, Margaret Cho, uh, is having to sell their home that they go vacation in every year. So it's going to be their last summer. They're all together. So they sort of, you know, throw all the caution to the wind, and they really go for it, and they try to have, like, the best week of their lives, and they run into a group of gays who are much richer than them and uh, overall much whiter than them and much more attractive than them, and the sort of meeting of the houses. There are um, some hot gays oh. in that crew. There, there's Nick Adams, who plays Cooper. There is... Um, there's Conrad Ricamora who plays Mr. the Mr. Darcy. Yeah, him. He was in How to Get Away with Murder. He's an absolute stud. He Guys, is... I have never felt so attracted to someone on screen until yeah. when he came on, I was like, sorry, what's happening? 
I know. Here. It's really shocking. And the thing is, like, I did Good Morning America with him the other day, and I was sort of like, um, I was sort of, it was my plan to sort of like try to like be real cute with him on the appearance. So yeah. someone would see us and be like, where's that rom-com? Just because I kind of want to kiss him on screen. Uh, uh, oh, uh, is he dating anyone? Is he free? I, met, I actually met his new boyfriend last night, and they were in matching oh, outfits looking great, cute. Great, great. So I, I think I think that's a wrap on my prospects there, but he's a <laughs> I'm friend. really upset he's dating someone. That's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a bunch of hotties in the movie. And Joel Kim. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. And never are, are more bodies on just mm. gorgeous bodies on display. On display, on display, on display. Yeah, honestly, the only thing we were missing was like Melissa Gorga, like performing like a theme song for the film. Yeah. But it's there. It's already that. You know what I mean? Like every moment is so great. I just love the friendships. It's a fucking great movie. You're just going to laugh. I'm, like, I'm so tired of seeing this shit that is like depressing. Like you're just going to laugh. And I cried, actually. Oh, I, I, I cry a lot, especially because like you know the if you know Pride and Prejudice you know how the story kind of yes. wraps up and they the characters really get that moment okay. and just seeing just seeing you know, queer Asian men get this big romantic comedy that fucking Searchlight is putting out there. You know, and they've been so great about promoting it and it's just it's just so cool to see that we get this opportunity to be a part of this all queer cast with the queer director Andrew On and you know, we all love the fuck out of each other. You can tell. You can just see in the camaraderie. I've only seen the ads and I'm so excited to watch it when Casey sends me the link. Or stream it on Hulu June 3rd. Oh, I will. I'll, of course. <laughs> I do have Hulu. Surprisingly, even though when I produced Hot Wives from Hulu, they did not give it to me for free. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a shocker. Now, Danielle, did you spring for it with no ads? I can't tell. Of course, Casey. I don't okay. want to watch a goddamn... And I hate to ask that and I so hate Only, to ask Only! Oh, how dare. Uh, how dare. You're going to love it. It's great. It's great. It's so great. But when you do that, when you are doing the Marissa Tomei, I mean, like, you got me with Marissa Tomei. You got me in the minute you do... You, you know what's funny? It. Like, no, like uh, we knew we were going to play a game of heads up and we they landed on the fact that Marissa Tomei was going to be the clue. And that's very much like, that situation of really being intense with a game of heads up about actresses is very much ripped from the headlines of Joel Kim and I's friend, friend group in LA, which includes like Louis Fertel and a lot of like, you know, like these gays who what like live and breathe actresses. So basically they were like, should we script this part? Or are you good just like playing heads up for Marissa Tomei? I was like, oh, honey. If you don't know who Jill Eikenberry is, I don't want to <laughs> fucking know you is what I have yeah. to say. And I'm from Long Island and Tomas, who's also playing the game with me, they're from Staten Island. So we have it, it, the culture is right there. Beautiful. It was, it seemed right there for the taking for you guys. And it was so fucking good. Um, I love it. You know, let's transition, Matt, because a lot's going on in the housewife world. Oh, I would, I would, almost too much is going on. That's right. Can, we have a new franchise. A new franch. This isn't every day. Wow. You know, Salt Lake came out deep in the pandemic. Mm. And now we have all traveled to Dubai. Am I allowed to call you guys my Habibis or like, am I using that correctly? Am I'm I sort, am I appropriating? What, what's what? I'm clear, <laughs> but I'm allowing it since I don't know better. Okay, then. You know, and there's some Habibis. controversy surrounding it in terms of obviously the area. There's a lot of repression of women and, and, and uh, homosexuality. And yet here we have a group of gals mm -hmm. who there's also controversy coming from inside of Dubai because they're like, actually, these women are so empowered. They're having a problem with it. And there's wow. uh, gay characters on the show. So it's kind of this like very interesting tug of war. But I 
personally have made the decision to enjoy it. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. Like, it kind of starts with a goddamn bang. And it's sort of like, it feels like a new flavor of Housewives. It's sort of like Housewives with like almost like a selling sunset sheen. You know what I mean? It's got like a real like um, glam uh, element that, which is crazy to say is I watched it right after Beverly Hills and it was like sort of, quadrupling the glam factor of even Beverly Hills. Yeah, which I think we can all agree is the most glam franchise. Yes. And everything is dripping in gold, even the like saturation of the of the the, you know, the color scheme. It's wild and there's real money. Thank you. Well, I'm judging their money on the amount of grass and water use that is happening. <gasps> Because I know this is a weird term, but we are in That's the middle really nice. of a desert. So to afford that grass and that water, can you imagine? And then to see team? one woman get multiple humongous blocks of ice delivered that then oh, get just dumped that... in her pool to cool her kids down. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to watch this. That was iconic. And those were huge, huge blocks, blocks of ice. Where does one find that much big ice? That was like from the opening scene of Frozen when they're like getting yes. the big blocks of ice. It was, I think that that they obviously were in contact with Olaf or something because yes. that was straight from whatever the fuck, what is it called? Well, <laughs> like I can't a, even follow Frozen and I've said that many times. I don't know what was happening when they were heaving those blocks of ice. I never understood one part of it, but yes. And also how long did those blocks of ice even cool down your pool? Felt like the kids were getting out right away. Uh, honestly, like- Don't care. The, I, I, all I know is it was a about the aesthetic and the aesthetics were delivering in I love that the very image one was a camel. Yeah. Of course. Just in case you questioned the sand dudes in the camel before we even saw Miss Chanel Ayan, who oh, is I wow. think I think the star. Are we ready to say she's the star? I think she's, she's the, the star. Of course. Star, of course. Chanel Ayman, it's not even that she like bursts onto the scene. She like ripped through the 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 camera. To a point I'm like, is this too much? And every time I came up with no. It's not too much. And the way that she, in four languages, said she was that bitch, really just making us forget all about Dorit and in Dorit's hour of need. Wow. Wow. I had to, I had to say. You're going to go there, wow. Matt? Wow. Listen, I, I, Dorit. Like, Diana wishes. Diana, Diana wishes. wishes. Let's just say. Yeah. For Diana's thing to be wealth and then these women stomp through the dunes. I, I can't believe it. She made me forget Diana. And Diana sitting cross-legged in like a fuzzy pant with her baby. No, thank you. I don't I actually know. do really like Diana and we'll go there. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do too. I'm a fan. Now we also have Miss Caroline Stanberry and uh, her new husband where there is no attraction whatsoever. Not a. Hint. Yeah, I, you were saying like I think we have gay characters. I think we might have a gay husband. Sergio might be a confirmed bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a wild pairing, and she does seem almost younger and yes. more effervescent. Like if anyone's unbothered by that fact, it's her. Well, it's because I think he gave her, her his skincare regimen. I, th- I think he's hooked up or something because the man is. When I first saw him, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like again, like elevating on the Mauricio hottest house husband moment. Wow. I mean, Sergio's coming, and then also um, Lisa's husband Rich was also delivering aesthetically yes. for me. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes, I felt I felt the earth move as it were. <laughs> yes, we've got a Caroline Brooks. We've got a Caroline Stanbury. We've got, I, we have so much going on. We've got a hen party right out of the gate where I couldn't believe we were already at it because in Beverly Hills, we would have had 17 episodes leading up to that hen party and suddenly we're on a yacht and there's the tablescape. And 100%. We're there. 100%. And then we have Brooks too. That's Caroline Brooks, right? 
And yes. she's like, I walked away from my marriage. I'm from Boston. I walked away from my marriage. And now I have an empire. But we don't yeah. know what that empire is. <laughs> that was a rub I had. I was like, now how exactly did we maintain all of this? Do we have general, is it family money? See, I feel like a lot of Housewives fans are very caught up in like, where's the money coming from? I, that's never one time been a question I've had. I don't, I'm not bothered by where it's coming from. I'm just glad that it's there. And I, but I did look up Caroline Stanbury's net worth last night because I was, I guess that's not true because I was like, where's her money coming And? Mm. It's coming from her parents. I think that might be more common than we think. Yes. Oil, there were, I think, like, whatever, they had a ton of money. Because she's always like, I work hard from, like, that gift closet she had back in, remember that, yes. Danielle, where she was, like, trying to just sell high-end yes. gifts? It's not making no. her that money. No, it's not hers. But what I want to know is, the uh, Brooks, Caroline Brooks, she says she has an empire. I'm not worried about the money. What is the product? Right. And also, the, the, I had to pause it to to laugh when I saw that one of their occupations was spa enthusiasts. <laughs> Which one was that? They're new. They're, so it, it's hard to just pick them up right away because I they're new to me. I thought that might have been Brooks, Carolyn Brooks. Yes, yeah, so spa enthusiast, I don't know. That doesn't seem like an occupation to me because I'm enthusiastic about many things that I don't make money about from. <laughs> Mainly this podcast. Yeah. I mean, how's that? <laughs> exactly. I... It's so wild. All the gals are really... And right off the bat, we have Caroline Stanberry hating Chanel on. They hate each other, clearly. Which works for us. perfectly. Yes. That's actually going to be... I have to be honest. I kind of need the cliff notes on Caroline Stanberry. I'm not familiar with... Was she on Ladies of London? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. I saw your eyes go blank when I said gift closet and I thought something's wrong. No, no, no. You know what? It wasn't... it's, It's not that I'm not... Fully on board and intrigued. It's just that I simply need. Can you guys give like a cliff notes, Caroline Stanbury, for me and possibly the other me's out there who maybe That's didn't right. watch Ladies of London because the word housewives wasn't in the title of the television program? And you're you're so right because I I made the mistake of thinking we all like assumed it was housewives and that was on me. So basically, she's this gal who has three kids. She was married to this insanely wealthy man in London mm-hmm. and causing problems all over the place. She used to be a celebrity stylist, although again we've never gotten those names. Okay, or. Ever seen a look she's put together for someone else? <laughs> Never. Got or for it. herself. That really is making up a punch, you know? I, I, and those ladies of London were wild little ladies. Everybody kind of became obsessed with her. And then at the very end, she was like, oh, I'm actually moving to Dubai. And everyone was like, sorry, what? And now here we find her, not seven years later, in the desert. She moved with her husband, as she says. Like, I think she was yes. moving to maybe save that relationship because maybe he was from there or something. I'm not, I, I can't quite re- recall. But then that relationship fell apart because it's never just about one thing. And um, and now she is with this boy toy or toy boy, whatever yeah. she calls it. Toy, toy boy. I, I do love that, that, that British ladies call it toy boy. <laughs> yeah. They, they think he's a toy boy. And I was like, that a boy toy is, it's just so, that, and that's just the differences in culture, you know, flat elevator, toy boy, boy toy. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Hen party bachelorette. I prefer it just it. is what it is. Yeah. Hen, did you guys know what a hen party yes. was prior to the episode? I did. I did. But I am versed I did. in the world. I didn't know what a stag do was. A stag do. What is that? Because I honestly, That's the, the male wa- equivalent. The watermark on the episodes when we screen them <laughs> often, I, and this is a, this is, I don't think so, honey. When a watermark blurs out the information we need on these pre screened episodes of Housewives. I couldn't even see spa enthusiast, okay? <laughs> I'm having to like look past my name to find that. And that's so upsetting. And also so let's color correct him before we get him. Anyway. I feel as though that would have even heightened the glamour. And for Thank us to you. call this glamorous without color also, correction. They give it to us 
the day before it airs. You haven't color corrected it yet? Please. Yes, they've been real. They've been real stingy mm. about getting the yes! screeners out. And this is... Yeah, don't we, we know it, Matt? Don't we know it? This is where I reveal I often use Casey's... <laughs> Address to uh, and go this on is where that we reveal website. we often use Danny Pellegrino's. <laughs> and, and I've you used know, but we're all too. given we're all given different episodes. Like they won't give us Beverly Hills, but they will give it to this one, and they won't. Salt Lake will come to this one, and Jersey won't go to that one. Like it's it's we're all. But then I'm like, maybe we need them more than they need us. Is what I'm the message I'm getting. So okay, so I just need to jump around like the whore I am for screeners yes. to the many different emails I've accrued over my podcast <laughs> appearances. Great. That's right. Got that's it. Right. Got Danielle it. gets some I don't get. They're like, we're not giving they won't Casey, give it to Casey. Um, and I have to beg. Yeah, they wouldn't give Casey Jersey to save her life. I want to say the name of the gatekeeper. I won't hear. But what we are getting is shows I've never heard of, like Lamp City or whatever <laughs> it is. And I'm so upsetting. I'm like, please give me what we want. We're not watching Lamp no. City. No. That's gonna have to. You're gonna have to come up with something better as a name than <laughs> Lamp City for me to for me to hit play. Now, are you following any thoughts? Because you know Dubai is so sensational right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm just curious. Any thoughts on on Jersey on Atlanta? Where are you? So many thoughts on everything. I mean, I think that, you know, what's crazy is like that there was any debate about Marlo getting the peach ever. It's just like, come on. Like she, she came out and she, she, she came out, she had a huge event. She wore hideous dresses. Uh, and this is exactly what we want. And she's starting in with people in a real way. And also if the concern was, well, she has no family life. She seems to have an extremely full, um, you know, involved family life with, kids that are not hers, but that she cares for like they are her own. And it feels like she's endlessly followable. Sheree has come back and is as hilarious as ever. I love watching her and Kenya get along. Me too. I think that that they're stronger together. Um, as I think Ayan and Caroline Stanbury will be in a couple seasons and we'll find that that they that that turn will also happen in a few oh, seasons. Oh, the power that that would have. Would, yes, I mean, the impact. They could change the culture of Dubai. I think that they, they may be sultanesses. Sultanesses. I love it. I actually think when Marlo joined us many years ago, there was not the same kind of appreciation for, and I don't want to say sex work. I'm just simply saying for whatever was going on in terms of, I think, right. and both of you are looking at me upset. No, I'm not. But no. maybe with the the source of her income, I think, has been in some question. And yes. now it's like, oh, great. Love yeah. it. Let's I, bring her I, in. I, I think it's a lot more. I think Diana might have. I'm, the, I, I'm, I, I would assume that that's how she... There must have been some arrangement. This is not an accusation. It's simply no. Of course not. Here's what I say. Great. I love. Uh, we all do what we need to do. I mean, right. There might have been some com- paid companionship. Well, it's Erica Jane and Tom Gerard. But do you ever think? Okay, Di- you think Diana Jenkins was carrying trays? I believe yeah. that Erica Jane was like a Red Bull promo girl. Ah! You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe that for Diana Jenkins, who's never been inside a store. Yes. Who's like? Who's like? Walks in a store and is like, oh, this is how this smells. It's like, mama. They're dusty. When her stylist was like, she's got allergies. <laughs> and then the stylist realized what she said and in the background kept screaming, it's true. No, 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 but it's true. 
It's real. I just do you think that the inclusion of Diana Jenkins, and I do realize we're jumping around here, and I do well, also want to talk about Beverly Hills. We're here. Yeah. Well, I just want but just to say the Jersey thing, Jersey ended in such a sad place for me. And to see Melissa and Teresa acknowledge that that they don't have a relationship was both thrilling and upsetting. I will forever be team anyone but Teresa. When you guys bravely said that Teresa should not no longer be a main housewife, I actually took that a step further on Watch What Happens Live and said Teresa needs to go completely. I think it is stopping the fun on Jersey, period. Spin them off if you need to satisfy and satiate the Teresa fans who want to watch this. I'm so glad we walked so you could run. Thank you Honestly, for saying I, that. And, and you open the door and you're trailblazers. Thank and thank you. you for that. And I will but also in- say that Teresa's not good on her own. Teresa needs other people. So to just see Teresa and her family, no thank you. You can't. I mean, she I cannot... Start- Stand I don't need her. more Gia. Now, I say we take a quick break and then properly come back with Beverly Hills. Yes, yes. Uh, um, we too are whoring ourselves out to ads and we need to hear them. We're back. Matt, where are we with Beverly Hills? It's, it's, it's an explosive season and yet I was also vaguely bored this last episode. Th- that's because this last episode was explicitly boring and it's because Beverly Hills is Beverly Hillsing in a negative way because we have stumbled upon a situation where the conflict is what is the conflict. And I think that if Crystal is going to be a housewife that is effective on this show, she cannot hedge like this, go 85% of the way and say that Sutton said something fucked up and then have a problem when people are like, well, what is it that she said that's fucked up? Because that's what the show is. We need to find out. We need to dredge these things up and you can't just dangle a carrot and then throw the carrot away. The carrot's got to get eaten or split up to, to have everyone have a little or bite of the carrot. Or deep-throated. Or deep-throated, and I would love to see it. I just feel like I really like Crystal. I really appreciated her last episode when she was like, you're not hearing me, my feelings aren't valid to you. I thought that was like juicy stuff. And then for her to come back and come with this, kind of, I thought it was weak sauce when she was like, well, she said a lot of dark stuff. Sutton's spinning out, she can't remember it. Kyle swears there was nothing. And Crystal won't offer it to Garcelle, who was really prodding. And by the end of the episode, I was on Garcelle's side. I will say, however, I did not like that Garcelle said that she was baiting, that Crystal was baiting Sutton. I did not like that. And I also thought Garcelle and Crystal were friends. So I was shocked because I thought they were sort of a triumvirate or whatever, those three. They were supposed to be. And then, you know, they were in like the LA Times together. Like, we're friends now. Everything's great. And if you're in the LA Times with someone, you're in it for life yeah, with them. Like you can't, I, I thought you are mated for life. It's Avatar, like, like when the ponytails come out. Exactly. And yeah, so it's like Avatar sex. <laughs> she came for her. Was like I thought that. I was like, that came out of the blue. Now, people have accused this of Garcelle before. She'll come out with some stuff where you are just like, whoa, what? Like her take on things. Sometimes I think in terms of like what, like uh, what's kind of going on. Like that was a perfect example. I was just like, sorry, what? But then to me, you're right. I was 100% with Garcelle. Like, Crystal could have blown us all away by being like, you know what, guys? Yeah. If you think I took things too far, let me tell you why. Yeah. Because Sutton said X. But to not do it, I honestly was so angry with Crystal. I was texting friends that know her and I said, she's got to go. Like, what are they supposed to do about it? Uh, I'm like, she must go. Get your fucking friend off my show. And everyone's like, oh. I think, honestly, she might have messed up a little here because I actually don't think there's a there there because I think if there was a there there and Crystal and Sutton had actually said something as fucked up and quote unquote dark as 
Crystal is saying, they would have shown it. And Sutton would have fallen to her knees. They would have shown it. And wasn't that conversation on screen? Even if we didn't see the top of it, they were filming. So I'm just curious where that is. I don't think they have it. They would have shown it. I think Kyle even would have given more away, although Kyle doesn't realize actually what's bad to say and what's not. She's so kind of culturally in in the, just out of it to me. Well, isn't Crystal saying you were there, you were there, you were there? Wasn't that part of last night? Yeah, and Crystal tried to let Kyle off the hook by being like, you were too drunk. And Kyle goes, no, I remember. Yeah, right. But I'm like, okay, so why is Kyle hiding it? That makes me feel like it was said on camera. Then why aren't they showing it to us? If they have, it's like the butt, it's like the pinch butts. Because I don't think it exists. I, I think that, and I'm not saying, and again, I I am totally with Crystal that that and her be feeling heard because I will say there's nothing wrong with her use of the word violated. And it's ridiculous that they made her feel like that. And for and I'm a Kyle fan, but for Kyle to shout her down in her home about that saying that her feelings were invalid and for them just to completely like like misinterpret the actual meaning of this word, which is when your space is invaded, and let's not forget, she was naked in her room and someone just barged in. And Sutton's erratic and crazy. And didn't leave when she said, I'm naked. And then Sutton was like, oh, but just like, then just close the fucking door and leave. The fact that they think it and they interpret it as a sexual thing is their problem. But th- but Crystal saying that is correct. And so I think Crystal is very intentional with her words, which is why I'm a little confused as to this situation because and why I think we need to hear what it is that was said. And we know that eventually they do get to the other side because they're currently friends. Like they say in interviews now, they're currently friends. But we need to get past this plot point because this is when Beverly Hills starts to get boring is when the women refuse to be um, transparent. And where is Kathy? Again, transparency. Where is she? Because we know Kathy actually does say something. It's like, let's get to what we kind of know is happening. And I really think Crystal should not come back based on this infraction. Let I'm going to give her two more episodes to like, to like flip it, turn it, and burn it. I, I yes. want to see it. Because I do I'll like do the Crystal. Same. I want to see it come out next episode. It better fucking come out. We have to spend four episodes trying no. to get this out. And I'm sorry. Okay, I, I hear what you guys are saying about Sutton walking in on her. I, I don't feel that that was... I don't, and I know. I'm going to hear about well, it. Well, it's, it's, it's like wh- whether we feel that way is like not relevant. Absolutely. That I agree with you. Yeah. Which is like they jumped down her throat when clearly something was bothering their friend. I'm 100% And right. also yeah. she felt violated and you can have violated mean a, a myriad yes. of different things. So she's like, I felt violated. Absolutely. But this happened last year. What I found unconscionable is like a woman has been held by gunpoint and now you're yelling at her and making this about you. I think Crystal went home that night and was like, oh my God, what have I done? I have dragged us back into nonsense when my friend was held at gunpoint with her children in the home. I got to bring something, but I, I don't really have a ton. I think she knew she it was so inappropriate to me. I actually was on Lisa's side this week when she was like, what are we doing? Why yeah. aren't we like talking with our friend? Yeah, I think that, that that's valid. I do think, however, there are some times when like something just triggers you and you are the, either the kind of person who can maintain your composure and not affect a group energy or you're not. Some people are I'm just, <laughs> some people are just, I mean, neither am I. I mean, when I, I show everything on my face, like a lot of my friends are the same way. Like, 
And when one person brings the energy down, you can like feel it in your your chest. And I honestly think these women are are like that. And so Crystal bringing the energy to where it was is because she felt so triggered. And remember, she has body image issues. She struggles with an eating disorder, which we're going to get into. And I think that it's just a sensitive area. Okay. I'll give her two more episodes too. Thank you, Matt. Flip it, turn it, burn it. We have two more episodes. We have 90 minutes more to give this woman. You know, Carol had five summers. This is her last summer, by the way. Um, It's been pointed out. This is Carol's last great summer. We're finally here. And and Crystal has two episodes. And that's it. Crystal's last two episodes. Well, I, honestly, I I just, I, I don't want it to go to a sad and dark place, but I feel like that is where we're headed with her. So I do want some levity. And I just, I feel like last week, like it could have gone to a fun place and to see it not go to a fun place this week because we're like doing the whole thing of like, it feels, it's giving Lucy, Lucy apple juicy to oh, me in, the, no in, in this way where it's like, I just don't want to, I don't want to be on, I don't want conflict, which is what is the conflict? It's not interesting. Now, here, if I can say, and, and I'm not even trying to be funny, where I was the most upset at the last two episodes. Why did Kyle bring her two big dogs that are jumping all over everybody, eating food off plates? Like, I like dogs. I'll admit I'm not like a rabid animal person. I like them, you know. But to see those dogs jumping all over everyone, Kyle, please get a chef. Please get someone to help us out here. I don't want to see even her pushing a curd button. I don't. To see her cracking eggs was upsetting. Yeah, that was it was wild. <laughs> so I'm not, upsetting. I'm not ever the kind of person who watches these shows at all and are like, this wealth is, they're out of touch ever, ever, ever. But when a dog eats a filet mignon, I'm upset. When a dog <laughs> eats a filet mignon and everyone's like, oh, the dog, I can't believe it. And then eats Thank more you, filet mignons off everyone's plate. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm hungry as fuck. I'm like, I know these women aren't going to eat it, but like that dog shouldn't be eating it. And 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 praise and kudos to that camera person who, who got down low, eye level with the dog and said, I'm going to sit here and wait for this shot. That, that's a shot like you get in a war-torn area. Like that's a once in a lifetime yes. shot. <laughs> it's like on Survivor when they watch a man fall in a fire and do nothing because they're like, we have to protect the reality. It's like that to me was watching the dog eat the filet mignon. I was like, ah. <laughs> And you know that was the cruise food, too. Okay? <laughs> so upset. That's why they got it on camera, because they were like, we're going to show. Because they weren't heading back to La Quinta Hotel. They were like, yeah. you know that they just gave that, that you know, on OC, Heather's fucking sushi. Uh, like, all this waste. You know, like, I'm still upset about that. I, that I was hard hated to that. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm realizing right now, when they waste food, uh, I'm really upset. What about the amount of salmon that's that Sutton ordered on those fucking I was like, we have trays for Wait, 10 people. Sorry, was she expecting the whole cast? I, honestly, this is how you know I'm on a press tour. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it was starving so- myself. Crazy. It was so crazy. Now, I want to say, and I know this was last week, I loved when Diana, I thought Diana called Sutton so well when she just said, you're clumsy with your words. I'm like, it's so fucking perfect. She's clumsy. Not even directed at her. She's clumsy with her words. I think Sutton is clumsy with her words, not looking at her, looking across of her. And even Sutton was like, "Uh uh-huh, I sure am. (laughs) Took, no, no, no offense. Skated right past She has really learned to take it on the chin this season. Because last season, like, you couldn't even (laughs) kick her leg without her being like, you kicked me! 
Now someone's like, you said something racial and you will be canceled. And she's like, let's move into the dining room. Yeah. Like she doesn't give a fuck. She's wearing a dress backwards. <laughs> the most ugly couture I've ever seen. Wait. I was like, send that guy back to France. He shouldn't have been left in this split in this country. <laughs> Would you got have you guys ever like thought about going into Sutton? Like the, the Every boutique? day of my life. Why not? Never not. You, I, I think I want to go there and like get 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 some things like maybe for my mother. We can't. It's afford- like when we went to Meredith Marks, you could get like just like a little hat or a little. You guys went to Meredith Marks? Of course yes. we did. And how we was did. Where, was it? It's more goods? of a kiosk than it it's is a, a store. store. I see it. It's like the original Netflix where you just would you know <laughs> your DVD would come out of a. It comes in like a a paper sack. Have you ever been yeah. to like one of those sprinkles machines where you can get a cupcake out of a machine? <laughs> or like the benefit makeup machine at the airport. <laughs> anyway, or the breastfeeding pod at LAX yeah, like, where it's yeah. like moms can go in there or, and breastfeed. Or you know my you know my closet that I'm in right now? Like what yeah. you're looking at? That's Meredith. I'm it's actually sort of in Meredith. that. No, I'm in Meredith Mark's store. Yeah. Right. So and have we actually spent time in her Park City location? That's the one we on went the show. To. That's oh, you went to that one. I thought for a second one. maybe you guys went to the one in New York because didn't she have a pop-up in New York that Jen Shaw was at and like stole from? Oh, she has a pop-up. No, we went to Mecca. Um, that's right, Matt. We took our time away from our kids to do that. So can I ask you, now we've got a rumor coming out that Kelly Dodd has slung at, at um, Lisa Rinna saying that Harry Hamlin is gay and he, like it's going to come out. Well, iconic Kelly Dodd thing to say. Yeah. Um... Don't you feel like we would have known about Harry Hamlin's homosexuality in the like 100%. 50 years he's been famous? Like it would have been suggested at, at by now? 100%. I think Kelly Dodd's 100%. just a massive flop. She is. Oh, with nothing worst. else to do or say. Literally nothing than try to like shame people and she's disgusting. Because she comments on every, she has a podcast, I guess, or like a YouTube channel. What does she have? Something. So she, it's her thing to comment on whatever housewife's thing is going on, right? Because she's not on a cast herself, like, but she's most identifiable with that. So, of course, she's going to say something inflammatory about whatever the flavor of the month is. Whatever. Pass. Pass. Where are you with Erica Jane? I felt very upset when she was sitting around that round table, kind of. Victim blaming? And when we were picking out outfits. You know what? I think that Erica Jane was incredibly rude to that producer. That really bothered me. I was like, that's your colleague. I was like, that's not someone who works for you. Like, I just thought that was like really shitty. It's your boss. And it's, yeah. And also, like, um, I will say though, I did like that she was the one to be like, guys, don't jump down Crystal's throat. She's obviously saying that she's upset. And this is the thing I really violently go back and forth with her because I don't want, and the same with Jen Shaw, I don't want these women to be criminals. I don't want them to be, like, uh, involved with hurting people. But when I'm not looking forward to this moment of her saying that to Crystal that she thinks being on the side of the victims is cool. You know what I mean? Which also makes me hopeful for Crystal, too, that we get to that moment. Also, when she said, well, we don't know, some of the victims might have even received payment. It's like... What are I we couldn't doing believe that accusation. Here? Like, why that, are so we wait, that's like Trumpy. That's that's like a Trumpy it's, thing to say. And I fucking hate that she's such good friends with Meghan McCain. Hate it. She's got MAGA energy that's starting to really flow. Big MAGA energy. As Lanithia once said, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was Lanithia 316. 
And the but the verses bloop. <laughs> have you guys been bloop. checking in on the Lanithia Lounge? Because I have. I'm there every Friday night, and by that I mean like I'm following it on Insta. She's got like a lot of musical acts. Like the Lanithia Lounge is kicking. I can tell that there's too much air conditioning in the Lanithia Lounge. Like I can mm. feel it through the. <laughs> it's hard to, to feel that through a screen, you know. I know. I wasn't aware of the Lanithia Lounge. <gasps> I'm not tuned, I'm not tapped in, but that says a lot. Mm, I'm sorry that you guys mm. aren't there. I'm going live yeah. with Whitney Rose on Instagram I on Thursday that. night for Pride. What is happening? Uh, well, she's she's sort of like really becoming the face of Pride. <laughs> the way that you guys are just <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. You know what? She's been very kind to me. Yeah, no, she's so sweet. And we've talked so a lot. Sweet. And like, honestly, she almost she almost came on Last Coach. But then, did I tell you guys what happened? Mm. Like, she was going to come on Last Coach for like the reunion of Salt Lake. And then she reached out and was like, they're actually asking us not to do any No, she was going to do our live show. And then she was like, I can't. Yeah. Then three days later, Jenny Gate. Literally. Yeah. Yep. I thought, oh, they don't want them talking about the Lisa and Meredith thing. Maybe they don't want them commenting on Jen. Maybe they want the, the Mary of it all was going down. So the, the, we had heard that Mary didn't come to the reunion. Maybe they don't want them speaking about that before they can figure out with Mary. I think they heard, they knew the Jenny thing was coming and, and, and said to the girls, y'all are shutting up. Lock it down. Because then they were like, then they were like, um, Oh, uh, we've been gagged. Remember, they were like, "Oh, we've been bound and gagged, and yeah. now we're finally free to speak." So, well, I'm sorry, uh, and I'm sure it seems like you found a replacement for her for the when she dropped out yeah, to the last you minute must have found for your somebody else. Not somebody, not anybody. Um, else. Yeah, the invitation is open. I'm telling you, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'm. We're coming to you guys. Seriously. Sure. Okay. okay, Matt Rogers, you are the best. Everybody, please. Fire Island is on Hulu. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Um, also, I, I love that for you on Showtime. Your podcast, there's, there's is like amazing. there's a bunch of episodes now of I love that for you out, and I really think it works well as a binge show. So if y'all have a hundred percent, it's just so funny and light and fun. But then it'll touch. There's touching moments. It's great. It's got edge too. It's really. Yes. I'm so proud to be a part of it. Yeah. It's so good. You're so wonderful. Thank you for doing this. You're the best. I feel we we needed many more hours, but we got what we got, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Many more hours ahead. Life is long. And many more. Life is long. That's right. Let's hope. I hope I'm still around. That was fun. Thank you, Matt Rogers. Okay, Danielle, we are actually far, far from done. And I waited to get you alone for this, but I have an announcement to make. Okay, I'm intrigued. The best has happened. So you know that I've worn many, many, many hats and I've had many labels over the years, be it writer, producer, performer, actor, you know, um, activist. And now I think I found myself in my most poignant role and certainly my most powerful role and a role I'm honestly most proud of. Um, and that is, Danielle, I have been named an ambassador of Hellman's Spicy Mayo. Wow. Wow. Basically, look, they've asked me to try to educate people on how to spice up their lives. And I couldn't be more grateful for this opportunity. And I told them, you know, first, right off the bat, you're getting in bed 
and you're, you know, you're eating a cheeseburger in bed. Everyone knows I love to do that. Of course, I'm putting my spicy mayo on it. And then I'm taking a nap and I'm going to bed. These are the kind of hot, spicy tips that I am doling out as ambassador. And I couldn't be happier to be working with Hellman's. And not only that, Danielle, well, I will say west of the Rockies, it's best food. So I just, you know, I'm just so proud and honored to be an ambassador of anything. And um, I'm humbled as well by my job title. I will indeed be spicing up my life. Casey, this literally takes my breath away. I mean, I have to say, never has a collab felt so right. I mean, you kind of, basically are spicy mayo. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And more importantly, for Hellman's. Thank you, Danielle. And I know it'll be hard for you and for America not to treat me differently, but I ask our listeners to please kind of just remember, I'm, I'm just like you, you know, I'm just a gal who loves spicy mayo and I love dipping my fries in it. You know, I'm uh, stars. They're just like us, you know? So I just wanted to share that with everyone, and I thank everyone for listening. I told you guys there was a new big, you know, um, a partnership and a collab. And it's just right, you know? When something's right, it's right. Okay, have a great, great week, everybody. This was such a fun podcast. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Earwolf. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Matt Rogers. Bye.